Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the star, we pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie, and hello, 2022. I feel like we should have like confetti falling or horns going off or something like that. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And oh my God, where did this past year go again? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it just feels like everything. We probably say this every month and every year, but it's <laughs> totally things, right. Have moved so quickly. And, you know, before we dig into the astrology for January, let's just, let's do a little uh, unpacking or regroup on December because boy, it really, really got intense there. And we talked about this a little bit in December. You should see Stephanie. I wish you could. Her eyes got really, really big, like, like, duh, <laughs> like, no kidding. Right. So um, let's just talk about that. I mean, you know, with the holiday and, you know, we had so much going on. So any thoughts there and just kind of a regroup for December? Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting. The end of the month of December was so active and so busy. And I was thinking about this too, that on some level, like the end of the year was like this little microcosm of the whole year because one, you know, on the December 24th, we had the last of the right. three Saturn Uranus squares. So yep. we've been talking about Saturn Uranus like all year. And there was the last one, although it's still active, of course, but the last alignment right there at that day. And then we've also been talking all year about Jupiter, you know, being in Aquarius, going to Pisces, going back to Aquarius. And then on the 29th, Jupiter shifted finally, or fully, I should say, into Pisces. So it's interesting to look back to that last week or so, yeah. almost like as a fractal or a, a microcosm of the whole year. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, we had Venus go retrograde two days before the solstice. So I'm just, I'm like, now I'm being very Gemini. I'm like laying out those facts and now let's do something with them. But just to put the fact, like those dates and those alignments out there and just that thought. Yeah, just because it was just so packed. There was just so much going on. And when I think about that, Saturn Uranus square, you know, Saturn's like, you know, stay the course and Uranus is like, hello, there's a surprise here. So just as everybody's getting ready to celebrate the holidays and travel plans, we've got Omnicrom, you know, that comes into our mission. Who saw that coming? And maybe we should, but, you know, it's that kind of Uranus. Okay, things, you know, do stay bouncy. Stuff is getting revealed. You know, we've, we've had to like come back and regroup all over again. So it'll be interesting as we kind of go into January with all of that behind us. But before we do, any other any other thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, good point to that. And I remember in December, we were like, okay, around the holidays, things are like <laughs> unexpected, but like, mm, to that kind of unexpected. Um, so there's that. And then also, you know, we, this Venus retrograde, the, the, you know, reevaluating, and we'll talk more about that obviously in January, cause it's still active. And also on Christmas day, that union again of 
Pluto and Venus, yeah, right? And like yeah. really digging deep down into like what is essential, what's of essential value. But right. yeah, I mean, that holiday time was just a lot going on there. A lot going on there. Well, speaking of Venus retrograde, that is like the perfect segue into January because we start the month with uh, with Venus still in retrograde, and then we have a Mercury retrograde that kicks in mid-month. What's the date on that? Oh, January 14th, uh, Mercury stations direct in the sign of Aquarius. No, retro- retrograde. Retrograde. Thank you. <laughs> retrograde. <laughs> You're like, I don't even want to deal with it. Let's just make it go direct already. (laughs) So that's going to be in the sign of Aquarius that we'll dip back into Capricorn. So again, we have, you know, the month with this energy of slow down, the regroup, reevaluating. And I think that's going to be a bit of the energy for for a lot of the month. Yeah. And it's interesting because we oftentimes think like, New year, let's go. <laughs> like, let's move forward. And this year, not so much, right? <laughs> it's, hey, okay, yeah, there is about a time where we're going to move forward. But to begin by, again, like you say, going slow, going back over things, retracing your steps, reconsidering, reassessing, reevaluating. And that's the path to progress. Like, and again, from like the first to the 14th, it's just, just, it just doesn't even seem like it's suited here, but so it's only Venus retrograde, but then come, like you said, on the 14th, here comes Mercury into the mix. And so then Venus goes direct on the 29th. So we have between the 14th and the 29th, two of those planets Mm -hmm. going back, you know, Mm -hmm. so as they go back, we need to go back, (laughs) right? Go back over things. And it might seem frustrating, right? Because, you know, especially when we're like, oh my God, we like made it, not made it through this year, but like this year was intense and it was maybe more unexpectedly harder for, for many people. And we just dealt with the surprises in the holiday and like, okay, newness. And it's like, okay, we're still, considering what is that new thing that we really want, you know? Yeah. So don't, don't rush it. I think it's really important for none of us to like rush and be too tight in our goals and our intentions, if you will. Well, you know, honestly, Stephanie, hearing this, I feel like, you know, I knew this, but now it's sinking in. I find it a bit of a relief actually, because, mm. you know, I think we're all a little exhausted, you know, just getting, like you're saying through the year. And I like the idea of, you know, slowly easing my way into 2022 and into January. That feels really right to me. And so I'm going to work with that. And, you know, I think for a lot of us, we do, like you say, have that mindset of, New Year's resolutions and get back to the gym and here's my goals. And just to have that, like, yes, let's be thinking about what we want to create next and how we want to do it. But to ease into it just actually sounds quite lovely. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, and also like we have this extended stay of Venus in Capricorn and the sun is in Capricorn as the year begins. Mm -hmm. And who else? Pluto's in Capricorn (laughs) as the year begins. And I actually think Mercury might be too, you know, before it like hits into Aquarius. So, you know, Capricorn is also not like, let's go, let's rush. (laughs) Like, let's start again. Like, it's like, go slow, be 
thoughtful, be smart, step by step. So it kind of goes with that vibe. Like there's like that, that, um, reinforcement Mm -hmm. of that. So I'm so glad to hear that you're like, yay, this sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I think, you know, with, with Venus there, and we've talked about it before, it's such a great time to really get clear and, you know, maybe look back at, you know, where you've been with, you know, your investments and what you value in your relationships. So use that time to kind of like finish up that regroup. And then you're really, when we hit February, you're really going to feel like you can really go forward with a little bit more clarity, I think. Yeah, for sure. And I'd say too, like thinking about how with this Venus retrograding Capricorn, right? How in early in December, it connected to Pluto on Christmas, it connected to Pluto on May 3rd, it will. So almost like as you're in January, Mm -hmm. looking back, which is very retrograde, look back to December and like, how did you burrow into and burrow down into like, what is really essential and important to you? Yeah. You yeah. know, how did you sort of like, you know, maybe there were layers that peeled away for you in terms of like, you know, the importance of relationships and things like that. That could be good reflections in yeah. January. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. 2022 starts in February. No, I'm totally <laughs> exactly. <kidding>. Let's <laughs> Right? Let's talk about, because we do have kind of a, 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 a an action packed period. <laughs> you know, I was just about ready to like, oh, okay, I'm going to just go take a nap. Steph, I'll see you in February. But oh no, oh no, 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 no. We have more things to talk about. And so let's talk about January 18th. And because that is a time where we've got some big stuff happening. We have Uranus stationing direct. Of course, it's in Taurus. And it's been retrograde for like four months. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then also that's the same day where the true uh, nodes, the nodes of the moon, the north node and the south node shift into different signs, which is, and that goes on for what, like 18 months or something. So that really starts to shape our consciousness and that universal zeitgeist. So we're going to talk about that. But let's start with our friend Uranus. <laughs> well, I wonder too. Well, okay, let's start with Uranus, and then we could do a retrograde and even go the day before about that full moon that like is part of that crazy right. mixture of this like mid month. So right, right. Why don't you your- start there? Actually, start with that new moon. I forgot about that. We've got can uh, excuse not not new moon, full moon. Yes, Cancer full moon. Yeah, so the Cancer full moon on the 17th, right? So we have the sun in Capricorn, the moon in Cancer. Happens every year. Every year we look at things like duty and responsibility to like our role in the world and what we're building and our home and our family and our emotions, you know, that whole balance in our life. But this year, it's extra special because right there with the sun is our friend, we have so many friends, our friend Pluto. Right, right. In Capricorn. Capricorn. It makes an exact conjunction with the sun the day before on the 16th and that opposition to the moon on the 17th during that full moon. So... Ooh, like what can we say again about Pluto? <laughs> like it's, it's, you know, it does feel like there's something that really come, like whatever it is that comes to light may really, like we may feel it really at our core, mm-hmm. right? There's something mm-hmm. where it actually really 
moves us and it may shift our awareness from one realm to the other. Pluto, of course, relates to power and control, mm-hmm. you know, and, and things that do that do not have life, that, that have reached their expiration date, actually like the realization of that. So, I mean, we can talk about the world stage in a minute after we like layer on the Uranus, but, you know, it does feel like as we move towards that full moon, like that you may feel really stirred or, you know, looking ahead, what can you plan around that time that feels like something that would have you feeling really stirred, like where you're digging, where you're cleaning, where you're probing and you're going down deep. Yeah, you know, I love that you are bringing this up. And also you use going, you know, the phrase going to the core and that, that core really resonates me because when I feel into it, I feel like, wow, this one's going to really hit close to home. You know, it's got that cancer, which is home and hearth and family. And it could, you know, sometimes when we're dealing with that cancer Capricorn polarity, there can be stuff that comes up around home, family, you know, my personal sacred space alone time and career and the outer world and, you know, what I'm creating and money. And so it'd be interesting to see or maybe be mindful about paying attention to those balances, like work-life balances. Are those working for you? Because that could be a place where we're getting stirred up. And one of the big lessons that I feel like I really learned in 2021, and I know it's probably something that is overused, but is self-care. I really got very clear this year that if I wasn't taking really good care of myself emotionally, spiritually, physically, I wasn't going to be able to really climb these mountains out there that, you know, I'm using Capricorn terminology that are so in front of us. And so, you know, maybe a part of that equation is really looking at, am I taking good care of myself and what do I need to do more of around that? Yeah, I think that's so important to me, to your point. It's like, it starts at home. It starts with us. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, all those pursuits, whether it's our work or how we want to help other people, like if we're not first taking care of our own firmament, we can't really stand in that level of support for others. So, you know, I agree with you. I think home, I think, um, you know, also this collective home, otherwise known as the planet for us, you know, for wherever you live, the collective home, which is the country. Like, I feel like there's going to be you know, Capricorns about government and institutions mm-hmm. and economics and that like that sort of shared social structure. I mean, I definitely feel like there may be some, you know, heavy news uh, around that time. Some, yeah. but some shifts. I'm like, also like Pluto to me is also very much like, hey, let's call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. Like there ain't no hiding when Pluto's around. <laughs> Try as you may. Right. But like the, you know, the emperor doesn't really got any clothes. So like, right. and you see it. So yeah. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. But like you brought up, it's not just in isolation because the very next day, yep. excuse me, there's the urine, you know, Uranus goes direct. Yeah. So what's what are your thoughts on that? Um, did I just snort? I don't know. <laughs> Is that what your thoughts are? It's, <laughs> it's worthy of snorting. You know, it it you know, we've talked about many, many times that when a 
planet stations direct, and this is forward moving, you know, or, yeah, stations direct, that the energy is, uh, you know, tends to be a little bit more intense. I think it'll be nice to have Taurus, I mean, not Taurus, Uranus in Taurus moving forward again. I, Uranus to me doesn't feel real happy in retrograde. Uranus is kind of a like, let's shake it up. Let's get it moving. Let's expand. Let's, let's vibrate a little bit higher. And you know, to me, I think it'll be interesting because I, I think you're right. I think we're going to see things. I think we're going to, you know, I think things are going to show up. I think things are going to pop into our awareness. The whole idea of maybe things being revealed that have been hidden. I think there's going to be a bit of a pop is my feeling. I love that. I love pop. I love vibrate. Those are such good words. <laughs> and yeah, to your point, right? And as we we speak a lot about how when a planet shifts direction, days before and days after, its energy, its currency, its vibration, if you will, is very highlighted. So here we have Uranus, like the master of surprises and shocks and yeah. didn't see it comings, you know, and also breakthroughs. You know, Uranus yeah. invites us to change it up, change that pattern, innovate, push the envelope, and, you know, rebel, be a revolutionary. And so you know, and again, twice a year, we have that that changing of directions for Uranus, but that it's right there with that full moon with Pluto, it mm -hmm. definitely feels like breakthroughs, breakthroughs, breakdowns that may catch you off guard. Then yeah. again, now that you know this, you're less caught off guard because you're like, I'm going to expect something unexpected. Yeah. But, you know, but it does feel like we might all afterwards be like, Oh, wow. Like, oh, really? Like thought we could see everything coming, but maybe didn't see that one coming. And that's not to get like, be like, oh, yeah. shit, like I'm going to, excuse me, I'm going to like hide under the couch or like, it's not scary per se. It's just knowing also sometimes like we might think we know everything we know, but if we leave space, I always think about Uranus, right? With the full card, yeah, like yeah. to look at things through fresh eyes, yeah. like don't know and even in terms of like judgments, like, uh-oh, if X happens, that's going to be bad. Or if Y happens, that's going to be good. Like life continues to move. So even to be like the fool from that perspective, yeah, like yeah. this might feel mm, right now, but can we move with it? Can we change it? What is it galvanizing yeah. in us? But I definitely feel like there's, with Uranus and Pluto so strong, like there's, there's change afoot. And the yeah. question is, what do you want to do with that? Like, how do you want to change things up for your life at this right. moment? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Pluto and Uranus are both huge change agents. And as you're talking, I'm, I'm like, yeah, but we've also still got these retrogrades. So it's going to be like, you know, it's going to be an interesting balancing act, right? Of like, you know, of like this opening and expansion. I love you bringing up the fool, which is the puer, the eternal child. And, you know, being in that place of innocence and openness and also not getting ahead of ourselves with those retrogrades and, you know, really, you know, being able to like ground it a bit. So that'll be an interesting balancing act, but maybe they could actually those opposite energies could really work well together. I agree. And while this is like, obviously, I have no idea, no crystal ball, no nothing, just being analogous, right? Like during this time, we're going back over things. There's breakthroughs. You know, mm -hmm. I'm hoping at least yeah. here in the United States, like we go back over things that have 
and have the kibosh on them, right? To go look at them and maybe there's more inventive solutions that mm-hmm. can help us with the infrastructure of our society. Inventive solutions, that feels so Aquarius, like age of Aquarius and some of the new energies that we're in. I love that. And very Uranian, you know, yeah. so I love, that's something I think we can all hold some, some space for, you know, the uh, inventive solutions that feels really right on, right on. Yeah. And so I think that's like one thing, right? Like, like how might that play out in the world, but also for ourselves, like yeah. what's an inventive solution that will help me yeah. re- go back over something and remake it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay, so should we shift gears for a moment and talk about these uh, north and south nodes? And so the north and south nodes, the true nodes, um, are shifting from Gemini Sag into Taurus Scorpio. So let's talk about what that means and why am I already kind of got a little bit of a giggle in my voice? I guess it's because (laughs) when I think about Taurus and Scorpio, that polarity, I think of sex, money, and power. (laughs) So that gives you the giggle. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me giggle. No, I have that giggle. You know, it's interesting to look at. I mean, I definitely can see how when the nodes are in a sign, right? You know, and again, the North Node is where are we going? It's yes. that sense of destiny. It's that forward pull, mm-hmm. that sense of purpose. The South Node is sort of where we've been, like what we've done, what we can sort of do unconsciously. And it's not that we cast that off, like in our chart, we don't like disown our South Node, but we don't stay there either. Like we use it to move forward to that sense of calling. And so it's been interesting, especially after over the last year and a half, looking how the North Node was in Gemini, because you can really start to see themes in the collective for the North Node and the South Node too. But, you know, thinking, you know, in the last year and a half, all that emphasis, remember, on the post office, right? And the slowing down of the post office. And now and all the Gemini. Yeah. So, you know, so that's what I think, too, is to look at how these, you know, already have Uranus and Taurus and the eclipses this coming year will have to do with Taurus, too, and Scorpio is where, like, in terms of trends or our collective focus on Taurian themes, the Earth, you know, Gaia, nature, our food, the creation of it, the production of it, the growing of it, sensual pleasures, things of built form, money. So just to like, I just love those astro trends, just like keep a look out for that or, you know, ride that wave, if you will, because I think that's where a lot of our collective attention will be to like, you know, is, is this the world of our senses is the world of form and our, concerned for that, our awareness of that, our shifting relationship to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's sort of my first thoughts. What about yeah. you? Well, you know, I think we're going from, you know, the Gemini Sag polarity, which is air and fire to earth and water. Very, very different. And as you're saying, those Tarian themes are so potent right now. And and I think just, you know, Taurus is grounding and it's about our daily rhythms. And are you in a good rhythm with yourself? Are you in a good rhythm with the planet? Are you in a good rhythm with your daily routine? You know, all of that kind of good stuff. And 
you know, and, and you're bringing up, you know, sensuality, which is the body and really respecting and listening to the body. And, and then, you know, you've got that, that, that Scorpio, you know, hanging out there on the South node and, you know, just brings in there. That's a reminder to pay attention to those deeper, deeper layers, those deeper layers that, <laughs> that Scorpio loves so much. And to me, Taurus becomes the vessel for that in, mm-hmm. in a really, really, lovely way. So yeah, it's less, you know, it's interesting you bring up the post office and all that, you know, hoopla that was going on and rightly so with that Gemini messenger communication and get things going and voting. And, and now we have this very different vibe. And so as we always say, look to your chart, your astrology chart about what houses you have Taurus and Scorpio on, on and kind of check out where, you know, what realm you're going to be experiencing this. Yeah. And if you're one of those people, which I'm one of those people who actually have their nodes in Taurus and Scorpio, you're either having your like your nodal return or your nodal opposition. And that's always like a galvanizing time. I just have to say, thank you for bringing up rhythm. Like to me, that's Mm. one of the like main themes for Taurus, right? Is like, and that sense of what is your rhythm? How do you be in rhythm with other things or with the natural world? You know, sensing rhythm. I mean, music's a big Torian thing, but yeah. you know, you know, feeling the heartbeat of the earth, like finding mm-hmm. yourself again, Ooh. like in a in a tempo, right? Like, what's your groove? What's your tempo? And I think that we should all like reorient to you know invite that in. All right, oh, invite in that, that awareness. Tempo. It's like a new tempo. And, um, you know, the other thing uh, about uh, a Taurus is it's not, it's a slow moving sign. You know, we always talk about Taurus, you know, is a bit like the tortoise and the hare and Taurus is the tortoise. So, I mean, again, this is this kind of slow down and listen energy, you know, it's, don't be in a Gemini sad, just like all over the place and very speedy, you know, and this is going to be different. And as we're talking about it, it I, I, I'm feeling myself relax a little bit. <laughs> I'm feeling my way into the new rhythm. So you know what? I, I think that you just hit the nail on the head again. Like one of my mantras then for January is because of the retrogrades, because of how we really need to be poised when that middle of the month thing happens with the Uranus and the full moon. And because of the shift into Taurus is slow down and listen. Yeah. Ooh. Like that's going to be like January, like yep. hashtag slow down and listen. I love that. Okay. So, um, but one thing before we go to the tarot, I just yeah. realized I wanted to make a note. We sort of said it in passing that when Venus goes direct on January 29th, remember again, when a planet shifts directions, it's very strong. The days around it. So just look for the, you know, before the 29th, a few days before, and a few days after, really strong Venusian themes around love and art and relationships and diplomacy and what has value. Mm. So just as a note to that. And then you just have a few more days until February 3rd that um, then Mercury goes direct. And then after that, like, there we go. Like now we can just, we've like reevaluated, we've gone back, we like slowed down and listened. And now we understand and we've digested and we can move forward with more clarity. Great, great reminder. Great reminder, Stephanie. (laughs) 
Okay, so we decided once again to pull a tarot card at random to give us the vibe. This is always so exciting for January. So I have been shuffling and I've got my cards in front of me and I'm just going to reach in. I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to pick the card for January and let's see what comes up. Oh my God, this is so great. So the card that comes up is the Queen of Wands, Ooh. the Queen of Fire. And, you know, in uh, she's she's a fiery queen and she is ruled by the sign of Aries, right? So, um, but the Queen of Wands is also called the Queen of Wisdom. And in some decks, she wears a crown of thorns. And the idea with the crown of thorns is that her wisdom doesn't come from a book. It comes from life experience. And so she's teacher and she's storyteller. And because she's in fire, you know, she's bright and colorful and she never hesitates to share her wisdom or story. Queens in the Tarot are very uh, generous. They're very life affirming. They're abundant energies. So we've got this fire energy and this wisdom. And so maybe thinking a little bit about this month, about how you can be more generous with uh, your your wisdom and what you communicate. And, you know, queens are, are, you know, on their throne. So they're evolved and maybe just really sitting in your own power and owning your own story with this reminder, especially as we're talking about the Pluto energies and the Saturn Uranus square is maybe there's an opportunity to really really come into full ownership of our journey, of where we've been, and the wisdom that it's brought to us. And to not hesitate to share that with others because, to, or to be a role model, like by living our true authentic selves, by living our story and all that we've learned we can help inspire others. So this is a very inspirational queen. And I have to tell you, it's like not the card I expected. I didn't know what to expect, but it's a lovely grounding point, I think, for us. That's really nice, right? And to have that dignity of that feminine, mm. right? right? Mm. Venus and to have some fire there too. Yeah. There's not a lot of it this month. So I like that that balance that it brings with the wand. Yeah, right? just, the she's very authentic, you know, own your story. That's who you are. All right, my dear. Well, we have to mention, we want to mention something before we wrap up January, because here we are in 2022. And speaking of 2022, we have an astro salon coming up where we are going to explore the major themes for the year. So Stephanie, fill everybody in. Yeah. So we sort of alluded to a few of them when we we're talking about January, but we just focused right now on the month is we are going to give you a playbook, like a stellar playbook of how to navigate the year. Like what are the big astrological highlights that are occurring in 2022? When are they happening? And more than that, what do they mean? And what can you do? Like how can you really open to them so that you can navigate through with as much ease and grace and how they can inform you in terms of how, you know, how to sort of cast your vision on this yeah. year. Yeah. So we're going to talk about such, we're going to go into a little bit more detail about the nodes. We're going to talk about these new eclipses that are happening that are in 
Taurus and Scorpio. We're going to talk about, okay, Jupiter's now in Pisces. What does that mean for the year? And there's this gorgeous connection in April of Jupiter in Pisces and Neptune in Pisces, both the cool rulers coming together in their sign. And how does that like invite in like magic mystique and the dream and Mag- you, know. you had me at magic. <laughs> Yum. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Right. And then, you know, this is one of those years where like we've got all three, of course, we always have Mercury retrograde, but we start the year with with a Venus retrograde. We end the year with a Mars retrograde. I mean, it's like it's chock full. But again, mm-hmm. it's not just going to be like, this is what's happening. It's like, you know, how to, with that awareness, how to move through the year, how to plan things. Yeah. yeah. So playbook. I think that's, that's great. So you can go to our website, so divine.us and go to our, what, our events page. I think what that right stuff? Cla- classes. Yeah. Classes for Class. me and events for you. That's right. And it- uh, yeah, our right. individual websites or the So Divine oh, website. Oh, yes. Right, right. Exactly. Yes. Right. And so all the details website. and to sign up. And also, we have a stellar deal for you <laughs> because Stephanie's book is coming out. And if you order her, would you, Stephanie, you've written so many books this year. I forget. This is the, which one is this one again? Yes. Yeah, so I have a new book coming out at the beginning of February, which is a journal, yeah. uh, astrological self-care journal. So it gives you prompts throughout the year. Right, so right. you can either attend the salon and it's, I think it's $25, or if you pre-order my book, you can attend the salon for free. And the the a salon is on, it's like via Zoom. It's on Thursday, January 6th. I think it, begin, it begins at 5.30 PM Pacific. Um, there'll be a, some time for a little Q&A at the end. And like, you know, it's so fun. I'm so excited. We, you and I get to gather yeah, together yeah, and yeah. like, you know, do the thing that we do that we love doing. So Yeah. And how fabulous that there's a self-care, you know, astrology and self-care journal, just everything we're talking about that's going to be available for everybody so they can yes. really have this mindful approach to self-care and astrology for the year. I love yeah, that. Yeah. All right, sweetie. Well, we're going to sign off and thank you, everybody. Happy, happy new year. Happy 2022. We so appreciate you. Yeah, we so appreciate you. And big shout out to our producers, Sebastiano Tiaquio and Nick Petri. And happy 2022 to both of you. And um, take good care and we'll see you soon. Bye.